Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, failed and forgotten comic book movies. My name is Arnaldo, and next to me is... Birdo. That's right, that's Birdo. <laughs> Real quick recap on the rules. Three rules to decide what movies we watch. Rule number one, must be a comic book superhero film. It's a bit of a Venn diagram thing, so no non-superhero comic book films, and no non-comic book superhero films, and no TV shows or comics. Number two, must be a failed franchise. Failed meaning it's out of business. So if they stop making the movies, it's failed. Rule number three, if a film ends on its own terms without setting up a failed sequel, it passes. So the Dark Knight trilogy set out to do three movies. They made three movies. No one tried to make any more. They're fine. Sounds good to you? Oh, yeah. All right, Berta, what movie are we watching today? Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. This is Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider, the second one. Ghost Rider, we're sorry about the last one. It's kind of a mulligan. Yeah. It's basically a remake. I'm very surprised it got away with doing this in the first place, but yeah. here we are. Another thing we're doing is we're staying in order, so if we start with one movie in a franchise, then we're going to do every movie in that franchise until we give up and die, right? Yeah. Only reason we had to watch this is because we watched Ghost Rider 1 last week. What are your initial thoughts, and by that I mean before you went into this movie? Before, All right, well... The first Ghost Rider I had seen before when I was a kid, so I had thoughts on that. This one, I didn't quite know what to expect. I was hoping it'd be better than the first one, and at least based on the trailers and stuff, visually it did look better. So I was I was kind of hopeful going in that it'd be a better movie. Did you see this one in theaters? I did not. This one I had not so you, seen before. Okay, okay. Same. I didn't see this for a couple reasons. Number one, I didn't see the first Ghost Rider. Number two... Yeah, it didn't look good. But I was very excited just now to watch this because this movie always fascinated me in its marketing and its buzz back in 20... Oh, by the way, this movie came out in 2012. But 2012. It, it had Maybe a, 11. It had a showing in 2011. I looked this, yeah, that's why it's confusing. It had a showing in 2011. Okay. And they... Are your notes handwritten? Yeah. You just like write with your finger? I have a little pen on my phone. A little stylus. Wait, and you were using that the whole time? Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't notice that It's pretty cool, huh? That's not bad. What was I saying? Can you remind me? <laughs> it had a showing in 2011. It did. But That's why it says 2011 sometimes, and it didn't come out to theaters until 2012. Okay. So, number one, I had probably better things to do. Like, we are right before Avengers came out. So, looking forward to Avengers. Had no time to watch Ghost Rider Spirit Effects. Yeah, who was paying attention to a sequel to... This isn't even a sequel, but who was paying attention to a Ghost Rider movie... Well, that's why it fascinated me, because it looked like like a mulligan, being like a redo. And you don't get very many of those where they say, we're not rebooting the franchise with a completely different version of the character. We're just going to try it all over again. Same cast. You know what I mean? Well, same cast being Nick Cage. Just and Nick Cage, it. yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that. But also, when I saw the first trailer, I thought, this looks much better than the last one. And I was fascinated... At that concept that you could just try it over again, redesign the character top down, right. and just throw it back out into theaters without it being an f- actual sequel. And I want to show this to you because I want this to be fresh in your mind, but I pulled up a picture of Ghost Rider 2007. Okay. So it's in your mind. And the new one. The new one looks a lot better. The redesign is a huge improvement. The skull looks like it's burning. His jacket looks like it's burning. The flame effects are much more realistic. There are scenes in this first one that look like 
I mean, it, it, this movie looks like it was made in the 90s, but it was made in 2007. There's almost no excuse for it to have looked that bad, the first one. It looked like somebody just, like, put a, an image over it, almost. like. Yeah, it looks very... I mean, it looks like a couple of high schoolers did this, like, in the school library. You know what I mean? Like on, Yeah, it actually does. Like on Microsoft PowerPoint. I've linked both these pictures in the description, so click on it and see for yourself. So I was super excited, or at least I was super fascinated by the idea that the character just is getting completely remade. However, I still didn't... I wasn't excited enough to see the movie. I wasn't that fascinated. It was one of those things where I'm just like, I just don't want to look at pictures online and be like, damn, that's super interesting, see a clip on YouTube, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I'm not going to pay money, go to the theater. The that's timing wasn't great for it either. So I think this is a part of our podcast where we watch the trailer. All right. I think that should be a thing we do. We did, actually. I um, forget what the movie was called. Oh, yeah. You typed Ghost Rider, too. Okay, wait. Where's trailer? All right, what'd you think of that? The trailer wasn't horrible. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm it, not going to lie. It, it was... did a good job of, like, trying to get someone interested in the movie. I think it represented the movie poorly because it was a pretty the, exciting the trailer. The trailer made yeah. it look exciting. Uh, yeah, and... I think... You didn't see... We're going to get into what makes this movie bad. We, By the way, we both think it's bad. Yeah. But they did a good job of, of cutting around that and just presenting you actually the best parts of the movie. Which is something that you know trailers tend to do in general anyway, but this was literally like the well, only good parts of the movie were in this trailer. You would hope what trailers are supposed to do is get you excited without showing you the best parts. Right. I mean, it, I actually, I take everything back. Trailers are meant to sell tickets. That's it. So if you show the best parts and it sells tickets, then then you that's did your job. For. Yeah. So well, the trailers are also made by marketing. They're not made by like the people that made the movie. I mean, that trailer started a little PowerPointy at the beginning. Yeah. Like the the <laughs> text the showing up the on text screen, and the flame effects behind, and then it ends with different texts and different backgrounds, which makes you think, why didn't you just use that in the first place? But I think overall. If I saw the first movie in 2007 and I didn't like it and I saw this trailer, I would have been like, you know what? Like, I might go see this. Your interest would be peaked. Yeah. I probably saw this trailer and thought that, but still not interested enough to want to go see it. Also, I'm that kind of person that is OCD enough to not see any sequel without seeing the first one, even if they're unrelated. I'm kind of the same way, actually. I haven't seen Fury Road because I've only seen one Mad Max movie and everyone says you don't have to see them. Which is true. But that's just the kind of person I am. So I have two more movies to see before I can see Mad Max Fury Road. You need to watch Beyond Thunderdome. That's the third one. I thought it's, it was just it's one of the sequels. Alright, so let's get into the plot of this movie. Yeah, can we remember the plot? Yeah, we'll get there. Hold on. Okay, in Romania, an alcoholic French monk named Moreau warns a monastery about an impending attack. The movie opens up. There is a secret society of priests. And I'm going to say that a lot because it, it's that ridiculous. Something I felt about this movie is that they are stealing great things about other movies. <laughs> and they're putting it in this movie. Yeah. And we'll get to it. But this is like Da Vinci Code. Kind of, yeah. Right. We're, again, secret society of priests. Think how stupid that is. <laughs> Have you seen Jumper? I saw it once. We should find out if Jumper is based on a comic book I because then it counts. Doubt it, but okay, we can find out. I feel that like it might actually 50, be like an original thing. I feel like there's a 50-50 chance that it's based on a like a unpopular graphic novel or something. I'll watch anything with Hayden Christensen at least once though. <laughs> so. so I saw Jumper in theaters, I thought it was 
horrible, but the premise is interesting enough. It's a teleporter. Right. He can go anywhere that he can visualize, so he has pictures. And he lives, like, his whole, like, adolescence jumping everywhere. Halfway through the movie, the villain's introduced, and it's a secret society of anti-jumpers. And then he meets another jumper. Oh, by the way, you're a jumper, but there's also a secret society of anti-jumpers, and their life mission is to kill you. I feel like it's one of those situations, and that was, like, a popular thing in movies back then. Secret societies. Of, like, villains. (laughs) Secret societies of villains that have, like, one very specific purpose that's, like, really niche. So this secret society of priests, by the way, knows about the Ghost Rider because he, uh, this character Morose, played by Idris Elba, before anyone who knew who Idris Elba was. He might have been watching. in the office before this. He, yeah, he played. He was in it for like half a season or something, right? Or a couple it, was, it was a few episodes. He was like a recurring guest star. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, rem- I remember that. But I didn't watch Luther and I didn't watch... It's about crime. The Wire? That's it. He's in that. I haven't seen it, but... But okay. anyway, they're under attack and he's like, oh, something, something, the boy, the prophecy, something, something, the writer. And I'm sick of prophecies. First of all, they're always jamming prophecies into things because they think it's more interesting. And then they're under attack. There's a boy. You know nothing. You don't know who's shooting at who. Yeah, you just... All of a sudden, there's just like a car chase. The movie starts off with action, basically. Kind of a generic car chase action scene. Idris Elba is this badass gunslinging priest. Yeah. (laughs) But you know they all are, apparently. Even though he's wearing like cool clothes and the other ones are they're all wearing like free he, he looks like the gunslinger from the dark tower that was also a movie he was in right recently. i mean he played the he gunslinger. played the gunslinger yeah, yeah exactly action scene culminates in a car chase falling off a cliff he's shooting and then all of a sudden nick cage starts talking cuts to black yeah the scene didn't even like finish it's just cut no, to bl- i was immediately black because i'm like when i'm invested i was immediately mad at nick cage for fucking ruining this action scene at its peak you thought it'd be like, you may be wondering how I got here, but... They kind of framed it that way, but right. he he wasn't there. But also, they never go back to that. No. So... That I, just happens, and all of a sudden he's like, I made a deal, like, so many years ago with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> we start off with the Nick Cage monologue, and we miss what happens with Edris Elba. He's falling off of a goddamn cliff. We know he survives because we see him later in the movie, but they never go back. You'd think this is a classic. We're going to go back to that and show you how it's resolved. And that would have been kind of cool if they did that. That would have been better, exactly. So we cut to Nick Cage recapping the other movie. But not really, though. So I looked it up. <laughs> David S. Goyer, who produced this, says it is a sequel. Wow. But it's, why did they change it's it? Mostly not a sequel for like a million reasons. There's no continuity at all. No, not at all. Because when we were watching it, I immediately screamed, "Reboot! It's a reboot!" That's our answer. Yeah. Because we weren't sure when we started this. They showed like an animation of him signing the contract with the devil or Mephisto or whatever you want to call him. In this movie, they call him Rourke for some reason. I looked that up. There are no Rourkes. In the Marvel Universe. Did he just change his name and hop in a different body? Maybe, but that's not explained either. They just call him Rourke and everyone knows he's Rourke. So there's already a continuity yeah, Even like regular, regular-ass people know him as Rourke. And then when he signs a contract, it looks nothing like in the last movie. Which, at first I was like, oh, it's just a retelling. Not necessarily means it's a reboot. But they mm-hmm. say it's a direct sequel. It takes place eight years later. Okay. So there you have it. 
he basically tells you all about the Ghost Rider and his abilities. Yeah. Like, as far as being an info dump, I was okay with it because it it is at least pretending to be a sequel. Yeah, and it, if you're a new viewer, it does kind of like just let you know like what the Ghost Rider is about. Right. Sure. Yeah. And because that's kind of what they're trying to do, they're yeah. basically trying to say, "Hey, like if you saw that last movie, didn't like it, that's fine. Here's a new, different one. If you didn't see that movie and you have no opinion, well, hey, now's a great chance to jump in because." Here's a different take on this Ghost Rider property, right? And they gloss over his origin. Similar to, actually, what they did with Spider-Man in the MCU. They had him already as an established character. They glossed over, like, oh, you know, something happened, and then I started doing this. How dare you bring up the spot? Because that scene with Spider-Man in Civil War is one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie. It is so expertly done. That's how you introduce a character. Right. But you can tell they were they were trying to do something like that. Yeah, right, because again, this is sort of a sequel and a sort of a reboot. However, when we get to each part where these directors are just stealing from other movies, I'll call it out. This is Sin City. <laughs> the animation is clearly ripped off Sin City. It's like this all black and it's monochromatic, right? So it's all right. black with some red. Yeah, and like the style doesn't look well in this movie it doesn't look great. But it doesn't look bad. No, I didn't hate it, but it's Sin City. Right. And it did feel out of place in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And there are other times where it cuts back to that kind of animation and you wonder, why? Like, yeah. like are you out of money? Which is probably what happened. That they were so tight on budget. Cause this is a lower it's a lot cheaper film. to do like a little animated slideshow than it is to film something. Oh, so. yeah. And also, animation has no budget. You can, <laughs> you can draw anything, yeah. right? As long as you pay the person drawing it, right. he can draw whatever you ask him to. So, there you go. Oh, actually, during this scene, there is something that Nick Cage says that's kind of funny. And I don't know the exact quote, but it was along the lines of like... I'm going to try to do my Nick Cage voice. All right. Everyone has something they want to hide from the Ghost Rider. Whether it be a white lie, an illegal download, everyone has something. An illegal download. That would be funny if this movie was set in 2004. I mean, this movie came out in 2012. Like, Yeah. I feel like Spotify around at this point. Like, It was. I think Apple Music was around at this point. No one's downloading music. It's not as widespread. Napster isn't really a thing at this point. Like, yeah. Limewire is dead. Yeah, so even if you if you tell like a little white lie, he's still going to come for you and send you to hell, I guess? That's a bit extreme. So, Idris Elba <laughs> finds Johnny Blaze in his new little hideout in the middle of nowhere. They're yeah, in Romania. Like, in like a, just some shitty building. He's just in some abandoned warehouse, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. And he's already having spasms. This movie, instead of him just turning into Ghost Rider with dignity, he's always kind of like spazzing into it. And yeah. And I'll tell you where they stole that from is from The Hulk. At this point, two Hulk I, movies have come out. I was thinking that too, actually. I'm like, this is very um, Hulk-like. Yes. Like, he can't control it, and he's freaking out. Yeah, and he's yeah. trying to keep him in because he doesn't trust the other the other guy. Which, honestly, gives him the perfect opportunity to go full Nick Cage in this movie. Well, that's the thing. He goes full Nick Cage. It took a little bit for that to happen. But at yeah, one point, yeah. you looked at me and you go, oh no, he was doing so good. <laughs> and he was. Like It started off like Johnny Blaze, Nick Cage... Same guy at this point. In the first movie, he was just this weird-ass man that sipped jelly beans out of a martini glass. Now he's, like, edgy. 
and always like spazzing out a little bit. Not quite full Nick Cage yet, but still like there's something off. We get like a third into the movie, go full Nick Cage. Yeah. So Moreau, god damn it, Idris Elba shows up. They, I think they are about to exchange words, but Ghost Rider has already turned into Ghost Rider, and he drives away, and by the time he gets there, he only sees him driving away. You cut to him finding the boy that they apparently kidnapped? Is that how that worked? Who, ki- who kidnapped the boy? The who kidnapped the boy? It's the bad guys. It's oh, like a, it's oh, it's like, like a biker gang yeah, no, 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 hired by the devil? That, that, yeah, Miss, Miss, or Rourke? The, the new Mephisto that they're calling Rourke hired by the way the leader of this mercenaries of his gang he does not look threatening at all he looks like a pretty boys no no not at first nadia nadia thank you nadia and danny's pursuers force him off the road bring him to their leader nadia's former boyfriend ray kerrigan that's right kerrigan's about to execute nadia a ghost rider appears killing several of kerrigan's men nadia distracts a ghost rider who is shot with grenades so first fight is at nighttime Honestly, the action in this movie, they at least tried. Yeah, and no, well, it's not bad. The first fight scene is already more action than the entire first movie had. Right, right, exactly. I feel like what they did here is that they said, let's take all the complaints from the first movie and just fix specifically those complaints. Even though overall this movie is probably worse than the first one, they did fix those complaints. They just traded off and, and did everything else worse. While the action was good, they did a lot of like the shaky cam thing. And a lot of shaky cam in the beginning, especially shaky did, cam and like fast cuts. Yeah. When did uh, Cloverfield come out? I want to say like two thousand seven, but it could be before that. Cloverfield inspired so much shaky cam. It's not even funny. And I think this is one of those incidents where they're like, "All right, shaky cam, Which let's go." Sucks it's because edgy. Cloverfield was a, like a found footage type movie. It wasn't like right. It's in shaky story, cam for yeah. the sake of it. Exactly. Again, I really like the action a lot of this movie. If you recall, in the last film, there is not an ounce of action. There's no, no fight choreography at all. They looked at each other Ghost and Rider, died. Yeah, Ghost Rider mostly just touches his villain to death. Yeah. He hits him one time with a chain and they die. It's basically all he, he fired does a shotgun movie. like once. That's yeah. what happened. So anyway, he wakes up in the hospital, right? Yeah. This is where he starts going full Nick Cage because he wakes up at the hospital and he's like, list off drugs. He's like, get me drugs. Like every painkiller you can think of, he lists off. He's like, where is it? I know you have it. Give it to me. And, and then the he nurse just, is like... The nurse is like, no. No. And so he just stands up. He just stands up, up and steals pills. And there's all the medicine he'd ever want. He's just sitting there waiting to be taken. So he just takes it and fucking leaves the hospital. That's it. <laughs> That's when he runs into Nadia. I have written here. He immediately hurts the person he set out to save. Oh, yeah. So there's, like, a little bit of, like, a fight scene going on. The movie's basically, like, an escort mission from a video game paired with, like, a bad road trip movie. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's a bad road trip movie because they do even do a pit stop in a local restaurant. Yeah. So, like, they're being chased. There's a fight ensues. And then all of a sudden, Ghost Rider, like, grabs this woman, Nadia, and starts, like, was he going to do the penance stare on her? Or was he just choking her? The little boy is like, stop. And then he stops, I guess. Oh, he might use some powers to make him stop. <laughs> he did. He, like, touched him and made his skull disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nadia's little boy, Danny, seems to have special powers. Or seems to be special for some reason. At one point, the bad guy that we just met, Huberto called him a pretty boy, said it's not his kid because he had a previous affair with Nadia. It's implied that he's special in some way. As she lay dying, she made a deal with Rourke 
her life in exchange for him impregnating her with Danny, making their son a direct vessel for Rourke, potentially giving him limitless power in the mortal world. So, if you know about Ghost Rider, we mentioned this last week, it, that's Danny Ketch. Basically the next Ghost Rider. It's sad in the how they portrayed him in this movie. Just the just a shitty, like, demon boy. They, they kind of make him seem like the Antichrist. Well, yeah. So now the three of them are on the road together, right? And they stop at that diner, don't they? Then we get this really awkward exchange between Johnny and Danny. There is a little bit of like, hey kid, like, I'm not your dad, but like, I'm here for you. He sees a dad and his son, and the dad like kind of ruffles his son's hair, so he sits down in front of this kid that he just met like (laughs) last night, and tries to do the same thing, and the kid's like, what are you doing? And Nick Cage's response was, there there was a bee on your head, and I was trying to (laughs) get it off of you. Oh, we skipped my favorite part of that action sequence that we were just talking about. When he gets into that giant mining machine. Oh, and he just starts swinging it around and laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets into this giant machine. They're like in a quarry. And he gets into this giant machine. Instead of just like killing people on his own, he gets into the machine and he starts moving all the arms around. It starts basically like smushing all the bad guys. I honestly thought that was hilarious. I thought that was really clever. I liked that part a lot. That was the one part of this movie where I was like, Well, that's what Nick Cage did, too. (laughs) So then, yeah, later they go to the restaurant. Basically, Moreau, Idris Elba, he brings them to their hideaway that looks like a giant anthill. Oh, yeah, and he takes them to the secret Yeah, the secret secret society of priests priests location. Yeah. Yeah, this is so fucking stupid. But anyway, this place looks like like an ant farm. It does. (laughs) It's just like white rocks with holes cut into them and tunnels and shit. Yeah. Where they found this. All this was filmed in eastern Germany for cheap. Just temples that they had just found and whatever. Like deserted temples, I'm assuming. So he takes them there and, and basically Moreau, Idris Elba, is telling him in exchange for Danny and keeping him safe, he will take away the curse that he's been living with, right? Okay. Yeah, I do That's remember what this. And that was his whole motivation That's, for even doing this. Right, because he's been on the run. He has somehow made it from Texas all the way to Romania, conveniently where there's a secret society of priests waiting on him. The writer, they say it. It's the prophecy. It's the that prophecy. They don't really mention again, actually. No, just in the beginning. Yeah. So I forgot about it. I only remember because it's in my notes. He takes him to like this wine cellar because he's like about to do the thing the next day. And they have an exchange, they, ex- they have some words, and I don't remember any of that. What were they talking about? Uh, well, Idris Elba, being an alcoholic, was like, oh, hey, this wine's like 2,000 years old. No, that's the only part I remember. I don't remember anything else. Oh, um... Yeah, he pulls some wine from, like, the racks, and since they're a secret society of priests, the implication is they've been around since, like, Jesus times. He pulls a bottle of wine, and he's like... This wine is 2,000 years old, and when this is Which all over... Which I feel over, like is too old to drink. Probably. But he goes, when this is all over, you and I are going to share it. That's what he tells him. Spoiler alert, later in this movie, he gets into a fight <laughs> with two thugs, and he smashes the wine on their heads or something, he throws it he at throw, them. He, like, throws it, shoots them, and lets the wine fall on the floor. Yeah, I mean, he took a swig, but the wine falls on the floor, shatters, and he just goes, what a waste of good wine. Yeah, some, and that's something like it. that. And yeah, was that just them trying to throw comedy in? I, I mean, I don't know. They could have just like fucking share the wine like he said he was going to. He said, "When this is all over, we're going to drink." That was an excellent opportunity. That at the end of the movie, they popped a bottle of wine. Instead, he just threw it at two thugs for a one-liner. It was really dumb. So uh, you were saying this is kind of a road trip. Before they get there, we're hopping around a lot. 
It's time for Nudity Minute, by the way. Oh, when he's it's asking him about... Yeah, this is our surprise segment where we talk about whether or not there's nudity in the movie. There's not. Do you remember any nudity in this movie? There's not. No, there's, no, there isn't at all. The reason I bring this up is because there's a joke in this where Danny, who's like... 11 year old kid it's like 11 or 12 something along those lines yeah, yeah, yeah. he asks Nicolas Cage when you're the writer and you have to pee what do you do and then he's like oh it's really cool yeah <laughs> and all he does is he goes oh it's like a flamethrower it's awesome and then you see like a scene where it's just a black background and Ghost Rider peeing fire yeah it's a cutaway gag that's what's annoying about this is that they ruin the punchline but you know the thing is the joke is funny but they ruin it because they make it into a cutaway gag like it's an episode of Family Guy or something right yeah. and what they should have done i mean family guy does it better what they should have done is he should have just said oh it's like a flamethrower it's awesome and then in the next action scene he's fighting some guys and he starts like pissing on him you hear his zipper go down pulls out his boner (laughs) and he's just flamethrowing all over them and they're like screaming because they're getting piss fired on that would have been funny because at that moment i would have been like <laughs> he's pissing on those guys' flames. And it's like, it ends up almost in a weird way being like a Chekhov's gun type deal. You set it up, and then you brought it back later. You, no, exactly. That yeah. would have been much better. You, you showed you showed the gun, now you gotta use it. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, they do an immediate cutaway gag. I don't know. It honestly brought up more questions than answers, because I'm like, does that mean that Ghost Rider has a penis? Doesn't mean he has a bladder. Because he's a skeleton. Yeah. Skeletons have neither penises, there's no bones in there. <laughs> No. And he doesn't shouldn't have to pee. Also, if it's fire, like, are you even emptying your bladder? I don't think you are. And then secondly, this nudity minute, what I wanted to bring up is that there is a lack of man-abs. And I think what happened here is, <laughs> to continue our discussion from last week, is that the budget was slashed in half, by the way. We'll get to that. So, in this movie, you'll notice he doesn't have that wig that he does in the last movie. The terrible wig? No, that wig was awesome. Mm. Because it looked <laughs> like real hair. And apparently it was super it complicated. Weird on him. Yeah, because these wigs can be super complicated. It's like sometimes Chris Evans wore a wig as Captain America when he had the longer hair. Right. That's a wig. When in Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, Ben Affleck is wearing a wig okay. because his hair is kind of wispy. It's not like he's bald. He just has wispy hair. And they wanted Bruce Wayne to have like nice, full, thick Bruce Wayne billionaire hair, right? So that's a wig. And those short hair wigs can be super complicated because you have to mat down the hair and then... St- Put it on, glue it on in a certain way so it looks A lot of work goes into it. And so it's expensive, too. This movie doesn't have the budget for that, so they're like, fuck it. Nicolas Cage, you're just using your regular hair. And he has a poorly receding hairline, right? He just looks like a middle-aged man, which I guess kind of fits his character in this movie. No, that's fine. But I'm saying is... We were theorizing the first movie is like this huge vanity project for Nick Cage because that right. version of the character is everything he probably wishes he was. It's like ultra popular, ultra sexy, and we theorized that the abs in that movie were CGI. They had to have been. So this movie doesn't have the budget, therefore they didn't show the abs. If those abs were real in the first movie, he would have been like, I'm going to take my shirt off because it doesn't cost us any money. But since there wasn't money for CGI abs, there are no abs. Yeah, makes sense. Stands to reason, right? Yeah, you've convinced me. There we go. It's settled then. The abs in the first movie were CGI. We've decided. (laughs) So, I forgot where we were. They're back in the hideout. They're in the hideout. Uh, Idris Elba was talking to him a bit. 
they had some sort of like kind of important conversation about like his past or something, but I don't remember what was said. This movie is might be equally or more forgettable than the last one. It's more forgettable. You think it's more forgettable? Oh, way more forgettable. I forgot it. This time we both <laughs> forgot it. Last time only I forgot it. Yeah. So, and we watched this. We should watch these movies like the same day that we record this. Otherwise, we're going to forget literally well, everything. It's like fresh in our heads. They do this thing where, and I hate in these movies, where a character times his speech just right so that they arrive at the place where he says the right word. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Idris Elba does this where they're walking in a corridor and he's like, well, I thought if we're going to go to a fight, we better have weapons. And right when he says weapons, they turn the corner and they're just weapons galore. <laughs> like if you and I did that, we wouldn't be able to time it out right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like this well, is so... Is this beef? Is this after he actually did get rid of the Ghost Rider powers? Oh, yeah, you're right. We skipped that part. Because right after they have their little conversation, there's, like, some weird ceremony, then Nick Cage loses his powers, and he, like, blacks out or something. Yeah, they have a ceremony. (laughs) The ceremony, yeah, Nick Cage blacks out. He wakes up. Everybody's gone. The priests are outside, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm here. And then there's, like, a shootout, and then he realized that the bad guys were there. Well, the priests were also going to, like, sacrifice the kid. There was, like, a whole argument. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the priests were about to kill the kid, and then the shootout happened because... God, I'm so stupid. Wow. We skipped the part where uh, Kerrigan dies. That's right. So and the then the guy, devil brings him back. so not important. <laughs> so, and here's another reason why this movie is not connected to the last one. The villains are the exact same characters as in the last one. It's Mephisto and Blackheart, right? So Kerrigan dies, or is about to die. He's, like, on death's Is door. it Blackheart, or do they call him something else? In all the credits and stuff, he's called Blackheart, but I don't think they call him that in the movie. He's just like... In the movie, they're just like, I'm gonna give you the power of decay. Yeah, so... Well, there's a fun little gag with that, too, where he's like trying yeah. to eat food. Turns Kerrigan into Blackheart, and this design of Blackheart is at least more accurate to the comic. He looks like a demon, not just some... Not some just Twilight vampire wannabe. <laughs> he turns him into this kind of like pale, long white hair decay monster. Like you said, powers decay. Everything he touches just decays. Right, right. So, <laughs> like you're saying, he's driving a truck, he's trying to eat things, but every time he picks something up, it just like immediately rots. And then he picks up a Twinkie, and then it doesn't rot, and then he's able to eat it. And that. he's like, huh. That's, that wasn't a bad gag. I like no, that. No, it was. It felt very, like, a product of its time. Sure. If that makes sense. But, I mean, like, if you put that in a Marvel movie, I, I can see that passing, you know? That was a gag. Yeah. It was one of the better gags in this movie. Yeah, it would play better in a better movie. Don't Which is a shame that we forgot to mention it earlier. Right. Jumping back to when the priests try to kill Danny because they know he's the devil's offspring or whatever. Yeah. They're gonna and, kill him and the priests all get killed, murdered by Blackheart. I feel like his name's not Blackheart, though. I look at the credits. Sword of God, it's Blackheart. Again, same exact But if villain. we get shit for this from no, our one it, fan... No, listen. It is it is Blackheart. <laughs> so Blackheart decays them all, but for some reason leaves without killing any of our main characters. Yeah, he kills all the priests. He kind of, like, dusts them. Like, he just touches them and they just start yeah. to... Like, Decay. Yeah. Then Ghost Rider shows up and he's like, what the hell's going on? I think... <laughs> But again, why doesn't Blackheart just fight him then? I'm trying to remember the if they were even there. Didn't they get like knocked out by the priests? Something happened. They were detained or knocked out or something. And then the priests were about to sacrifice the kid. Oh no, because Blackheart was just there to get Danny. Yeah, that was his job. And he did. Mark. And he got Danny. And then they're like, "Oh, let's go after him." And that's where we get to. If we're gonna head into a fight, we need weapons. weapons. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. So sorry, everyone. 
and they're in this room. The room is ginormous, and it's covered head to toe with weapons. So you know where they stole that from? The Matrix. Yeah. Where in the Matrix, they're like, oh, let's plug this in. And then racks and racks and racks of weapons show up. But it made sense in that movie because in that movie, they're in a computer. Right. Here they're at a monastery. Yeah. (laughs) In an anthill. And they have weapons. By the way, why don't you just put it up on a rack? Just use racks for your guns. Everyone knows what a gun rack is. This is basically like, imagine like an Apple store where you go in and there's iPhones evenly spaced out on all the tables. It was like that, but with guns. Yeah, and it was like, dumb. This is a very it was literally just for space. like show. Yeah, exactly. And they had pillars. Do you remember the pillars? And they had like guns on the pillars. Yeah. So someone had to go install like hooks evenly spaced up into the air so they could put handguns up in there. Just do that thing like in Bond movies where they open up a cabinet and it's like a wall full of guns. You know that what I'm talking be cooler. about? Yeah. That would have been fine. We wouldn't have second guessed that. But why do just a sprawling big room? <laughs> And they only use, like, two guns. Yeah. So they stock up on guns. They go to fight. Then there's a highway chase scene. Highway chase scene's not bad. It's not bad. It's... Some that's of the, the scene that's shown a lot in the trailer, yeah, too. Yeah, that's basically what we see in the trailer. It's the I climax, like, essentially. Yeah, it's the Act 3 turn. I like that it was shot in the broad daylight, because Ghost Rider looks really good up against the daylight. Like we said, the character had been redesigned, and there's a lot of smoke coming off his flames. So between the dark smoke, the bright fire, and the blue sky, I really liked how that looked. That was probably some of the best stuff in this movie, and that's yeah. saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm trying to remember if that actually took place before. Yeah, this is on the way to the bad guy. Okay. Didn't he not have his powers? No, yeah, no, he didn't have powers. So how does Ghost Rider look cool in the sky? Oh, just... fuck, no, that was at the very end, wasn't it? God damn it. Let's start over again. He's just Nick Cage. Yippee. Yeah, and then he's with the girl and Idris Elba, and they go to some temple where Rourke is there with Danny that they've captured, and now they have to go beat him somehow. Yeah, right. Like there's a ritual happening. He's both Danny and Rourke are like doing weird shit. It almost looks like he's like, is there a transfer of power, or is he trying to put himself yeah, into yeah, Danny's so, body? So at the very least they explain why he sucks and he has no powers is because he doesn't have like a form or he's something. He's in like a shitty old man body. Or yeah, something like that. And so he can transfer his powers to Danny because he made the deal with his mother to make this offspring. And he can basically use Danny's young 11-year-old body to grow old into and then worry about a new body later. Mm-hmm. So at least in the in the last movie, there's no explanation why he can't do anything. He has no powers. He just <laughs> kind of walks around going, do this. You're right, and everyone's like, no. <laughs> and in, in this one, they at least explain that, so I did appreciate that, at the very least. They, they tried to explain it. Was, right. It was an okay explanation, actually. They walk in, well, they shoot their way in, it just was throwing 2,000-year-old wine at people, and they stop it somehow, right? Idris Elba, like, sacrifices himself. Wait, he dies in this? Yeah. He died? He died. I did not know. You don't remember that? I remember this movie. We just watched he it. He was getting, like... He got rotted away by, um... Blackheart. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, well... There's some fighting. For, like, the last battle, it's kind of like a, eh, fight. So, he... Nick Cage is getting beat up. He's about to Nick get... Nick Cage is getting beat up because he can't turn into Ghost Rider. Right. And then he says something to Danny. He's like, But doesn't Danny already take in Rourke at this point? Danny has Rourke's power at this point. Oh, and Does Rourke die in this? 
I don't remember if he dies. Fuck, wow, how do we not remember if the villain dies? Anyway. Yeah, what um, happened to him? Nick Cage is, like, dying, basically, and then Danny walks up to him, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Danny, I never should have given up the power, you were right. And then Danny looks at Rourke, and he's like, so I have the same powers as you, right? And Rourke's like, yeah. And so Danny, like, grabs Nick Cage's head, and then Rourke goes like, no! And then Danny starts breathing fire on Nick Cage, so he basically, he gave him his rider yes. powers back, because he has the power to do well, so. Well, right, and then Johnny, yeah, they, they kind of did a wink and a nod at each other, so they'd be on the same page. Yeah. So that was kind of fun, where he kind of breathes his power back into his mouth. That happens, he turns into Ghost Rider, starts killing motherfuckers, and then Kerrigan gets away, I think? Right. And then they go on a chase sequence. And then they're on the highway, I believe. So it says here, by the way, Johnny becomes more powerful and is now able to stay in Ghost Rider form in broad daylight. So yeah, I did. Like at did first, I thought it was that? weird that he was able to be the Ghost Rider during the day because it was always just like you have to be in the shadows. In the shadows and at night around evil is what they kept on saying. Yeah. So I didn't think too much about it because I'm like, well, this movie sucks. So if they break the rules, I don't care. <laughs> But at least they sort of thought about it. And that's not explicitly mentioned in the movie, I don't think. I just read that on Wikipedia, so I don't know if someone just is, like, justifying it for them on Wikipedia. And then they (laughs) fight on the highway. It's kind of like a Mad Max-esque No, 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 no. no. That's the part that I said was really cool. Yeah. That part is kind of cool. They end up, like, just crashing Rourke's vehicle, and then they Right. There's a lot of good chasing and the chain and all that stuff. Uh, Another great time to use the Pete joke, I think. I wanted to see him do that on bad guys instead of just in the cutaway guy. Yeah. So this... The highway scene is probably the highlight of the movie. Oh, for sure. Eventually, Ghost Rider catches up to Kerrigan's car. They end up in the middle of, like, this just nothing desert. And that's when he kills him. Yeah. Saves the day. And then somehow brings Danny back to life or something. I guess in the crash, Danny, like, quote-unquote, died. So Nick Cage gets, like, the blue flame from his inner demon and uses it to bring Danny back to life which is kind of a callback to the character of Danny Ketch in the comics as a ghost rider he's got a blue flame on his skull instead of yeah it, it does differentiate him right right after that like the movie just kind of ends like I wonder you, you get a Nick Cage narration that says I'm the ghost rider yeah and it ends I wonder if what was the plan there by casting this like 12 year old boy and being like alright he's the future of this franchise I don't know if that's what they were trying to do though I, we'll never know no 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 we'll literally never know because obviously they didn't make any more of yeah this. the rights reverted back to uh, Disney Marvel. and Marvel Studios so um, yeah they used it for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. to a much better degree Oof. I feel <laughs> alright so let's get into the analysis of this the last movie, like we said, had a budget of 110 million, and they made like 220. So right. they probably barely made a profit once you consider marketing and all that. This is a Sony production, but it's a Marvel property. So what? How that works is, in order to keep making these movies, they have to keep making them. It, it's in the right. contract that in some contracts it's like a seven-year clause, where if you don't do anything with seven years, the rights will revert which back is, to the owners. Marvel, which is why we got a really shitty Fantastic Four movie somewhat recently. Yeah, because they fan four stick. Fan four stick. Yeah, well, well, we got to watch fan four stick at one point. Otherwise, the rights would have reverted back to Marvel. 
Especially true at, at this time, because Marvel is now actually making their own movies. I don't know if you know this, and the MCU started when Marvel decided to not lease out their properties right. to movie studios and make their own movie well, studios. From what I understand is Marvel was in like a really bad place financially in like the 90s? Oh, they've been bankrupt like several times. Yeah, so they <laughs> leased out like their characters to like, you know, Sony and Fox to make yeah. movies, and that's where we started getting we got Blade, we got Spider-Man, we got X-Men. X-Men, Incredible Hole. And eventually Punisher. those movies started becoming successful enough to where there was a market for all this. Yeah. And then Marvel decided, hey, you know what? Maybe we could do this and make money for ourselves. Well, also they had to gamble their own intellectual property yeah. to do it first. Well, they also they started with Iron Man, which at the time, nobody gave a shit about Iron Man. Yeah, no, it's amazing <laughs> looking back that the characters they use the, like, their, their B-tier characters yeah. to... Well, I don't even then, I don't think so. I think it's interesting that all these other studios pick these characters like Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's obvious. Well, Spider-Man's but the Even Fantastic one. Four over Thor... Iron Man, Captain America, characters that are not only more significant in the comics, but seem like they would make better movies. Right. But in the public eye, those were not popular characters. Over Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is. An I, iffy I think one. they picked Ghost Rider because they're like, oh, they like, want some edgy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get those edge lords. I mean, honestly, I was probably the target audience. I just didn't watch the movie. <laughs> So they slash the budget in half because they're like, all right, if we're going to make the same amount of money back, then if we cut our budget in half, we can turn a profit. Right. So they think. This says here somewhere between 57 to $75 million. So it's roughly a range Ooh. of half the budget. Box office, $132.6 million. Barely they cut, scraped by. Yeah, they cut the budget in half. They barely make a profit because, again, this movie was marketed and that doesn't go into the budget. So, right. assuming they spent more or less about the same as the production budget for marketing, they probably didn't make a profit it off this at all. It didn't help that this movie also came out in a post MCU world, right when it was yeah. hitting its height with the big crossover with the first Avengers movie. So, lower budget, I think what they did, and we're saying this, I think they specifically isolated some key complaints in the last film. Like, number one, there's no fighting in that movie. They fixed that. Number two, Ghost Rider looks bad. <laughs> they fixed that. They did. Right? And then... But they fucked everything else. They fucked everything else. else up, exactly. So, they went and got a writer-director duo in... Neville Dean and Taylor. So these guys... I've never heard of them. Well, they, they don't do much, but they wrote and directed... They got their name from writing and directing Crank and Crank 2. Have you ever seen those movies? I have not. I know of them. And also now I'm remembering on like the Blu-ray or DVD box thing. Like it says, from the, from the guys that brought you Crank. I'm like, yeah, oh, that, that's your selling point? Yeah, that'll sell movies, right? <laughs> Yikes. So these guys are known... I'm just reading this straight from Wikipedia. <laughs> known for being dark, edgy, and over the top while maintaining a small budget. Uh, I guess that's exactly <laughs> who they were looking for for this. You know what, though? That's exactly what they did. They're low-budget filmmakers trying to be edgy and over the top, but really they're just stealing everything from every other successful movie. And doing it in a not-as-fun way. So something I was reading, I went on a bit of a hole and read about these guys while making Crank, and probably in this movie too, they would film a lot on consumer-grade cameras, meaning camcorders that cost like 200 bucks. Oh, no. They would, so they would buy like 20 of these, and they could put three of them on a skateboard and go around. Is that why around. there's so much shaky cam? 
Yes. And go around and they're like, oh, we can get so much more rad footage for, uh, you know, a tenth of the price. Yeah, no shit. It looks terrible, right? There's a reason that why they use expensive big cameras yeah. on movies because, one, you're not going to watch it on a TV. I mean, yeah, we watch it on TV, but they're going to blow it up and put it in a movie theater, right? So it has to be an, a good camera. And that's why only recently a lot of film studios are switching to digital cameras because digital cameras have caught up to that kind of level of resolution that a film stock can get, right? Right. So the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to shoot this on, like, handheld camcorders. Like, fuck off. First of all, this is the first movie I've ever seen that's tried to physically harm me. I don't know. Did you feel this? I it wasn't as strong for me. I was more annoyed by it. It didn't bother me though, if that makes sense. I don't get like motion sickness from watching stuff. I mean, I didn't think I did either. But at one point, we pa- we literally paused this, and I had to like rub my temples and my eyeballs for a little bit. You were getting a headache. Yeah. So what they do is that this whole movie is they're using these cheap cameras. They're using wide angle like fisheye lens, like ultra wide angle lenses. They did that a lot, actually. Like, I remember I wrote down 40 minutes into the movie before I see a regular lens. It was bad. And so imagine like a fishbowl look, if you don't know what that is, where you can see what's on your left and what's on your right at the same time. And there's places for that. So that works well in like super wide exterior shots where you kind of can't tell the difference, you know. But when you use those kind of camera lenses like indoors where you have a very clear reference of your surroundings. Yeah then it can be very dizzying because imagine you're in a room and like you've got like fish eyes where you can see everything what's on around your left, you. Yeah. everything around you. It's you can see what's on your left and you can see what's on your right and there are no right angles. Even though you're looking at what should be right angles like the walls, cabinets on the walls and the ceiling and the floor, they don't appear as right angles. And on top of that, all the cameras are moving. Every shot's like a motion shot. It made every scene look like one of those edgy scenes from like an anime where like the character is about to like go insane because they they tend to do like the, the fi- they tend to do like the fisheye with that yeah yeah there was so there's that then there was the sharpening so like you ever take a blurry picture on your phone and then you're like ah oh, it's a little bit blurry but if I turn up the sharpen it looks a little sharper but you're not actually making it not blurry. You're making the picture worse. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like they did that a lot to at least try to compensate for the low resolution of the camera fucking handheld camcorders that they bought. Like JVC camcorders. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, 2010. From Radio Shack. From, yeah, exactly. From Radio Shack. That's, what, that's how they filmed this movie. That's you guys how they remember that? Oh, by the way, these guys also did Jonah Hex, so we're not done with them. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. So, there's that. And then there's also, like... All the weird angles. So they put cameras on the floor facing up, cameras up facing down. They did Dutch angles, which is when you tilt a camera, like, on its axis, you know? Yeah. It's like, usually to signify, like, something's wrong or something's gonna happen. Uh, the only thing it signified was this whole movie's wrong. <laughs> and the thing is, is, like, have you ever seen Citizen Kane? I have not, actually. Oh, you should. So in Citizen Kane, they do those extreme low angles... But it's thematic. It's because the main character is losing his mind. Okay. And he's slowly slipping into madness. And But to, in order to do it, because cameras were so big, what they did is they built a set on risers with trap doors on the floor. Kind of like how they did with Yoda and Dagobah. Okay. So they could fit the puppeteers down in the floor. So they had trap doors and then the cameraman could be on the floor working the camera and facing up. 
these guys are just putting camcorders on the floor. <laughs> so it, not only is it not artistic at all, it doesn't fit it's the just themes cheap. of the movie either. Exactly. Yeah. There's that, and then the other thing that really got me w- was the high contrast. So this movie's like pretty desaturated, so there's not a whole lot of color, but there's a lot of like dark blacks and really, really, really bright whites. Which actually does work in its advantage when you actually see Ghost Rider on screen. Sometimes. Because it, like do- it makes him pop. In the dark, but when they're in the secret society of oh, Grace Hideout. It was bright as fuck. It was so bright. And look, I've got a big ass TV with HDR. So. It was blinding. It was quite blinding. And, there's, and they kept on doing it on purpose. Yeah. Because there was a shot where Nick Cage goes into one of the doorways. And they hold it for a while, and the sun is just blazing in, and they turn up the contrast ratio all the way yeah. up, and the whole fucking screen is bright white. And I'm like, honestly, looking away, it's so bad. Now, this, what they did with this though, it did work really well with the scenes that took place at night. Sometimes, like, like yeah, it right. looked nice. Whatever they did on the highway scene, that worked out pretty well too. But again, and then there's so many quick cuts, looking up, looking down, that I, I mean, I was dizzy. <laughs> There's no way to say it. Like, I was, I was physically feeling sick. Uh, I've never had a movie try to cause me physical harm before, so... Not even Cloverfield? You know I haven't seen Cloverfield. Blair we'll, Witch? We'll try those. We'll, we'll try those and see if I feel the same thing. Those are, like, actually, like, filmed with, like, people holding a camera, though, so... Yeah, it's a so different effect. These guys don't get any more work, if, uh, <laughs> if you were wondering. Oh, they haven't done anything? Uh, not really? since, I think, Jonah X. Maybe with, oh, they did Gamer. Did you remember that movie? Gamer. Oh, it's with, with uh, Michael C. Hall. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, the, I, uh, I Gerard saw that when Butler. I was younger. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, yeah. That was another, like, low-budget, edgy movie. So, on the not other a, hand... Not a great one. Like we said, Cage talks more in this movie, which he didn't really have a whole lot of lines in the last one. True. Yeah, yeah, But he what does happened, go full Nick Cage. He does go full Nick Cage. What happened to his Texas accent? It's gone. That's gone. It's right? just Nick Cage. Just one more continuity thing where they're like, does it take place with the last movie? Again, different actor. Apparently the first actor, Bert Mephisto, wanted to come back, couldn't make it happen, so they recasted him. But again, Blackhawk died in the last movie, and they gave him a whole new origin in this one. And the only way they got around it was just by not calling him Blackhawk. Blackhawk? Heart. God, that's, a, that's a helicopter. Oh, we keep doing this. Blackheart. So... <laughs> At the very least, because they were doing the Hulk thing with him where he's like about to Hulk out. And uh, I kind of like that part. I'm going to be honest. The I'm first time he went full Nick Cage? Because, yeah, 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 right before he went full when Nick Cage. he was Cage. like, oh, he's knocking at the door. He's knocking at the door. And he starts just maniacally laughing. Again. Yeah. You know, he did a lot of that. Well, he always does the laughing. Before. Even in the first movie, he did that. He, d- he did do that. No, you're right. Yeah. But again, you're reworking the character. You're right. your second it, chance. I will say it does kind of like suit him. <laughs> That, like doesn't, I, that doesn't mean I like that. Like I said but. before, he probably thinks he's, like, acting his ass off. But really, he's just, just kind of laughing a little he's bit. He's just kind of being himself. But no, I'm saying I like the effect where, like, his eyes start turning into, like, the... Oh, the skull. The big black skulls. And they're, like, it they looked, keep on, like, going back and forth. It looked kind of goofy, but... Right, and I think that was the intent, but right. I, I like that. I thought it was funny. It was a lot better than whatever they did in the first movie, where they, like, superimposed an image over him, like, while he was looking at his oh, reflection. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, it was much better than that. Yeah. You're right. So, again, this movie does improve in some things. Overall, I think it's a little it, bit worse. It shit the bed on everything else, so... I like that it feels a little bit more demonic, so it feels a little more like Ninth Gate. And a little less like Twilight. You ever seen Ninth Game? Yeah. Yeah. 
with uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I it's know. like it's like the only movie I've ever seen that feels like I'm watching like a Ouija board. Like it feels like I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching. They did do a good job with go that, making yeah. it seem like demonic, like you said. I do want to go back to one thing though, and this I don't know if they're trying to set something up with this. I noticed at the beginning of the film we had a logo that said Marvel Knights. Did it really? Yeah. Was that something they were... Were they trying to do, like, a little... Their own thing with that? Were there any so other movies the, that were... In the comics, Marvel Knights is like a... Marvel Knights is like the more, like, mature... Right. And the theory was, maybe at one point we'll get a Marvel Knights line of movies where it's, like, rated R Marvel movie. You think that's what they were trying to do with this one? I didn't even see the logo, so no idea. Also, this wasn't rated R, was it? I don't think it was. I think they say the F word once, but you can do that in Ooh, they 13 do, movie. No, no, you're right. They do say fucking at one point. Yeah, like the devil looks at him and he's like, you, worst fucking deal I ever made. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about that Marvel Knights logo that I saw now. If there, if there were more movies that had that. Maybe the Punisher movies? Oh, here it's we go. It's so hard to find. Punisher right Warzone hand. and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, so they were trying to do that. They were trying to, I guess, do a thing where they just made darker Marvel movies? I've never seen Punisher Warzone. I did see Punisher. Well, we will. It's movies. It's PG thirteen. Okay. I, I I had no reason to think it was R. It's like no blood. No, I didn't either. Do you have anything to say on this movie before we move on to our next segment? It was. It was worse than the first one. That's. You think it was overall worse? I think it was overall worse. This one was. It did something that no movie should ever do, and it was that despite all the action going on, it felt boring. At the end of the day, it felt like nothing happened. Yeah, I think I agree. I think this one has no rewatchability, whereas the first one, I would rewatch the first one. And it was bad, but I think, it's funny, after watching this, I'm like, no, I can go to the first one. It's almost like jovial a little bit, and it's right. it's like one of those movies that... It could be a guilty pleasure. Yeah, 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 the first one could be. This one is just painful. Not just, yeah. like I said, physically, like, I mean, it's just painful to watch, even though it did improve on yeah. certain things. There were some bright spots in this movie, but not nearly enough no. to make me ever want to rewatch it. No, and story-wise, it's just as bad as the first one. There's no there's no real at least, themes. There's it no, seems like the first no one tried, story. at least, with the story. Even though it was stupid and nonsensical, they I, tried. I feel like the first one felt like it was written by a 10-year-old, but it was at least cohesive. Right. Whereas this one was written by, like, an edgy 15-year-old, but <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. You, would you agree with that? Assessment? I'd agree with that. Okay, cool. Like, I say aesthetically, <laughs> this one I did like better. Almost yeah, no, 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 yeah. Almost everything but else, it, the it, first one. In still images. Again, this is one where it looks better in still images. <laughs> yeah, in motion, true. I'm like, please turn it off. Yeah. It but, was... I mean, if you like a poster test, if you're going to get a Ghost Rider poster, you get this one, you know? Uh, then you're kind of representing this movie, though. No, I'm saying if you're an edgy, like, college oh. freshman in your dorm. And you, and you, you want to have a picture of Ghost Rider. Yeah. You get one from this movie in the de- when he's in the desert and there's a bunch of smoke on him. Uh, that, it's good. It looks it looks badass. It's good. It's it looks good, badass yeah. and edgy. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Keep or cancel. So this is a segment where we talk about actors in the movie and decide whether we're going to keep them or we're going to cancel them. Again, it's kind of the same actor, right? Nick Cage. We're going to talk about Nick Cage a little bit more. <laughs> so it's funny phenomenon I notice about Nick Cage watching this movie. By the way, before we move on, I'm going to show you this great picture of him from this year. From this year. Yeah. So most Nick Cage thing ever wearing oh shit wearing this pink jacket with the Superman logo on it and we, okay that's very Nick Cage 
So Nick Cage is sporting this like pink jacket. I've linked it in the description. Please look at it if you do nothing else. It's got on the back a patch of Superman, angel wings, a French poodle. On the sides, it's got patches of a gun, just some other shit. He just looks he's like he's got his collar popped. He's got he's he's wearing a mask, so that's how I know it's from this year. <laughs> he he looks like a like a high school kind of golf chic girl. Yeah, would you agree with that? I do. <laughs> How expensive do you think that jacket was? Well, the thing is, I think he's financially getting better. I saw that he has a net worth of some millions of dollars, like twenty-five, which oh. is, for an actor of his caliber is caliber, nothing. Reput- reputation is absolutely nothing. But it's also nothing to sneeze at. Like no, I, no, no, no. I'm saying like we're I think not even well, here's what he's done. I went on his IMDb. Right, he has starred in like five movies a year in the last decade. This oh, man works. He should have more money. He is signing... No, because they're all low-budget movies. But he's doing a lot of them. So, I mean, they probably take him about two to three weeks to film. And he goes on to the next one, right? He's just got to do that National Treasure and get that Disney check. Oh, my God. So, here's the thing, though, I realized. Nicolas Cage has turned into the anti-Midas, right? Everything he touches <laughs> turns goes to shit. To shit. <laughs> and what's funny, he hasn't been in a starring role, big-budget movie... Since the Sorcerer's Apprentice, oh, and which that was, one didn't do well. I think 2010, right? Yeah. And it was like it was, and right, that was a Disney movie. Wait, wait, no, no, I think it was right after this. Okay, that was it the was last right before this big then. budget. Yeah, because this is a small. This is not movie. a big like budget movie. To it was marketed like a big budget movie, but it was not a big budget movie. So, ever since that film, that kind of and that movie made money again. Disney, Jerry Brockheimer, people that know how to not lose money. But after that, and I don't, I didn't see Sources of Apprentice. It's, I mean, it's not horrible. Okay, cool. Every movie he starred in loses money, right? And he's only basically done small budget movies. He hasn't done a big budget movie since Sources of Apprentice. That was ten years ago. Right. But I've got, I made a list here. I'm gonna, we're gonna run through a couple of them, and I'm gonna tell you the budget and the, and I'll let you guess the box office oh. gain, right? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, Drive Angry. You remember that one? Oh, you remember I do. the previous? It's with uh, him and Amber Heard. Yeah. And they're just driving angry the whole time. Fifty million dollar budget. How much do you think it made? Is marketing included in that budget? No. All right, I'm gonna say like sixty million. Forty-one. So, so lost some money. A couple years later, he made a movie called Stolen. Don't know what it's about. $35 million budget. How much do you think it made? 22. 18. Holy shit. All right, after that, he made a movie called Joe. Super low budget. $4 million, right? How much do you think it made? I'm going to say under a million. 2.1 million. So, uh, it made half its money. Okay, after that, he made a movie called Outcast. $25 million budget. How much do you think it made? 16 million. $4.8 million. Ooh, these are bad. That's a loss of a lot of money. I've never even heard of most of these movies. No, exactly. Oh, here's the thing. All of these movies, it's just a poster with Nicolas Cage looking at you in a different color. That's it. Oh. They're all the posters. I, I implore you to go on the IMDb and look at all these. There's And I'm only grabbing a couple of them, by the way. There's a ton. There's maybe about 20 movies in the last 10 years. No, probably more. Like I said, it was about four to five a year. Right. Where... It's just small budget movies that think, how are we going to make it big? We need, a, we need a name to attach to this. Who do we get? Fucking Nick Cage is signing on to anything. So Nick Cage is like, I'll give you me. And they're like, cool, we can put that on a poster. We can slap that on a poster and make some money. But no, <laughs> these poor guys who are sticking like probably their life savings out to like get their start and make a movie think they're going to make it with Nick Cage. And they don't. Don't sign Nick Cage to do your small budget movie. You're going to lose all your money. 
Do you think it's because of his reputation, or do you think he's, like, cursed or something? Well, I think he's signing on to bad movies in the first place, but I don't think he's even... He's probably not right. trying to make it Because the movies, better. I'm sure, aren't good. Right. Again, this guy thinks he's a serious artist. We talked about this. And I think maybe you need a good writer and a good director to work with him. Again, you, you haven't seen Adaptation yet. You need to. It's a really good movie. Good writers, good director that can really hone in on Nick Cage and get him to actually act... And you'll get some. You'll get a good product. Right. He's not a bad actor, like we said. He's not bad. Okay. So after this, did a movie called The Runner, four million dollar budget. How much do you think it made? One million. Twenty thousand dollars. Holy fucking shit! I'm not getting any of this. Twenty thousand dollars. All right. Last one here. It was one of the more recent ones. USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. You might have heard of this one because this one was actually forty million dollar budget, so it was marketed a little bit. I remember the poster. I might have remembered the trailer. How much money do you think it made? $40 million budget. $40 million budget? I'm going to guess like $12 million. $2 million. Who watched it? I, I don't... Who knows? So you get why we don't see much of Nick Cage anymore, yeah. right? We'll see him every now and then. He played Superman finally in... Help me out here. He played Superman in something? Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I haven't seen that. It's it's alright. It's, it's alright. All right. All right. If you like teen, if you like the TV show, you like it. If not, yeah. he was in Into the Spider Verse. He was into Spider in yeah. He, he was played in Spider-verse. Uh, Spider-Man Noir. Noir, and he was good in that. I loved him in that. Oh, his voice worked perfectly. It for was that character. perfect with the character. He really sold it. Again, not a bad actor if he's has the right people behind him. Yeah, but you don't see him. He was in Kick Ass. I thought he was good in Kick Ass. Yeah. But, guys, cancel this man before it's too late. You're losing all your money. He's scamming off of you. He's scamming you into riding off his own coattails. That's what Nick Cage is up to nowadays. I think Nick Cage should just go like the Adam Sandler route where, like, hey, just get some of your friends together. Just make some shitty movies. At least have a good time. At a super low budget. Have a good time and get a paycheck. But every now and then, like, just like Adam Sandler, you gotta make a really good movie to prove you can do it. Right. You gotta be in whatever gems. What was that movie called? Uncut gems. Was Uncut that a good gems. movie? I don't know. I'd never seen it. I know it was like you gotta a, be in a punch drunk big love. budget movie. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. Phenomenal. Don't Did make a like... Hubie Halloween though. I'm just gonna support what I said last week. Unless National Treasure Three gets announced in the next five seconds, I'm canceling Nick Cage. <laughs> I know I said last time I was gonna keep him, but just if he isn't doing anything good, and it seems like he hasn't. Clearly, he's ruining people's lives. He's ruined the livelihoods of a lot of filmmakers. I guess cancel him. Like cancel him. Retire. <laughs> National Treasure three, and then retire. Yeah. Get that page. Maybe a Disney Plus series. Oh, that'd be really good as a could, series. Could be good. Yeah. That'd be really Do good. Like a, a mystery of the week type thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be honestly. I think that or yeah yeah like an overarching or even an overarching story. Yeah. yeah. So Idris Elba. Keep. Him. Keep. He's he's amazing. He is. French accent was pretty he bad. He was though. probably the best part of this movie. There wasn't a okay, lot of good yeah, in this movie, yeah. but yeah. What do you think of his accent? It's okay. That was pretty bad. I feel like you could hear his Cockney accent come through. He's got a strong Cockney accent. Yeah, I don't know, but he's, he's a sweetheart. I'm keeping it. Idris Elba's great. Keep him. Yeah. Alright, final thoughts on this movie. Go. It was ass. As we I said think before. That's what we said last week. <laughs> <laughs> this was worse ass. <laughs> stankier ass stanky ass um, no it's just like visually they made it look pretty cool but you fucked everything else up yeah like story almost non-existent like pacing all over the place make a memorable Ghost Rider movie yeah 
It made me want to watch season four of Agents of Shield, where apparently there's a good Ghost Rider in the in Robbie Reyes. I what I've heard. I think so. Cool. I'm gonna check it out. So yeah, I think this movie is probably worse than the first one because it is less watchable. It's less rewatchable. Yeah, I don't want to watch this movie ever again. I never want to watch it. No, no, no absolutely not. Uh, after this podcast, I'm not even gonna think about this movie again. Honestly. Yeah, we're just gonna bury it. <laughs> So don't watch it. Just uh, just take a word for this it. This one's How about that? going back to the Phantom Zone. Back to the Phantom yeah. Zone. Oh, that's hey. I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna decide at the end whether it deserves to be out of the Phantom Zone and back into the public consciousness, or locked in the Phantom Zone forever to be forgotten. I like that. Um, this one should definitely be yeah. locked up. We're locking this one up. The lat. Okay, well, let's go back real quick. Ghost Rider one in the public consciousness or in the Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. That's really. It's more. That one's gonna be more of a guilty pleasure movie. That's I don't, what I'm saying. It is a good, I, so you want? I don't think the masses need to ever. But really that means think you're gonna you're movie. gonna let it exist though. I'm gonna let the first one exist. <sighs> but this one is. Well, how harsh are we gonna be with these? Like, I mean, is it just like nobody should ever watch this movie? Basically, if it's yeah, going, yeah. To, all right. If it's in the Phantom Zone, it doesn't exist. I guess the first one can exist then. All right, we're leaving it out. This one. This one's Dunzo. Sweet. Alright, so next week we've decided we're going to stay on this Nick Cage marathon and we're going with Kick Ass. 2000 and. Oh shit, I don't know. I think it's 2010. Okay, yeah, we'll go 2010. We'll figure figure it out by Maybe 2009. We'll figure it out. A little fuzzy on that. We're going to go Kick Ass. We also wanted a departure from. We're yeah. after sprinkling good movies between all the bad and movies. And I think Kick-Ass is actually a pretty good movie. I remember, I saw it in theaters, I remember really liking it. I never saw it again, and I didn't see the sequel. You didn't see the sequel? Nope. So okay. I'm excited to do that. Yeah. So, if you want to watch Kick-Ass, it's probably streaming somewhere. I, I own it, so we're good. I own it, too. Sweet. Alright. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.